Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. I'm so delighted that you are there and that we can communicate together about the things that matter most. For any who have been following us the last few weeks, I promised to speak on a chapter 5 of the New Testament, the last time we talked about John chapter 5 for a couple of weeks. And today I was all prepared to deliver a sermon from Luke chapter 5. And as I read the text over and over again, I read the chapter before and the chapter afterwards, I felt a sense of conviction that I don't need to create a sermon The sermon is there. And so today I invite you to be patient with me as I read it from Luke's Gospel, chapter 5 and chapter 6, with a brief comment about Luke. Now, the best theological brains have come together and concluded that each of the Gospels, of the four Gospels, present the Lord Jesus with a different message, a different aspect of his life. It is believed that Matthew presents Jesus as the king, the king of Israel. And so his genealogy of the Lord Jesus, the genealogy of the Lord Jesus in Matthew's account goes back to Abraham, the man whom God told he would make a great nation of. In the Gospel of Mark, there is no genealogy. And it is presumed and recommended and believed that Mark presents Jesus as Jehovah's servant. And you don't really check the genealogy of servants. It doesn't really matter. It certainly didn't in the culture in which Jesus lived. Mark presents the message of Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. It goes on to talk about what and how deep that poverty was. We come to, let's skip over Luke for a moment, go to John. John presents the Lord Jesus as deity, the son of the living God. And he, Jesus, declares him so, and John records those statements of the Lord Jesus. And so John begins his account of the life of Jesus by going back to the very beginning. In the beginning... God. And he says that Jesus was there with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit at the dawn of creation. So he presents him as a son of God, equal with the Father. So now we come back to Luke's gospel, and Luke presents him as man. And in Luke's genealogy, he goes way, way back to Adam and God the Father. And so that's the context in which we are reading today. 
And my purpose is to read the text in chapter 5, since we're sticking with chapters 5. And if time permits, we'll go on to the great chapter 6 of Luke. So ask God to make his word. Now remember, I have no sermon. It's all what he's recorded for us by his Holy Spirit. May your life be enriched. May you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. While the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesareth, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing the nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he was had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the sea, into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish, and as your nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him, at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men or people. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I'm reading verse 11 again. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and besought him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no man. Go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a proof to the people. But so much the more the report went abroad concerning him and great multitudes gathered to hear him and to be healed of his of their infirmities. But he withdrew to a wilderness and prayed. This is Jesus, but he withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. On one of those days, as he was teaching, there was a, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come from every town of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal them. And behold, men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they sought to bring him and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up 
on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this that speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? When Jesus perceived their questionings, he answered them, Why do you question your hearts? Which is it easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? He said to them, To the man who is paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, take up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them, took up that on which he lay, and went home, went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen strange things today. My friend, when Jesus is at work in the lives of individuals, whether they come from the throne or from the beggar's mat, strange things happen, amazing things happen, glorious things happen. Oh, as we continue to read, allow the Spirit of God to perform His glorious, strange movement in your life. Verse 27. After this he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. And he left everything and rose up and followed Jesus. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And they said to him, The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, Can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then, then they will fast in those days. He told them a parable also. He said, No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it upon an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new garment and the piece from which will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one after drinking the old wine, desires anew. The old is so good. Chapter 6, verse 1. On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some of the ears of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? 
And Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the, from the, the presence, which is not lawful for any man but the priest to eat. And also he gave to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, when he entered the synagogue and taught, a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, so that they might have an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man who had been, who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. And he rose and stood there. And Jesus said to him, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do harm, or to save life or to destroy it? And he looked around at them all, and they said, and he said, stretch forth your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and disgust with each other what they might do to Jesus. God bless the reading of his word. My friends, notice the religious people accused Jesus. They wanted to stop the work of the Holy Spirit. They still do today. Stand up on the word of God and make the message of Jesus Christ known. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.